You are listening to episode 10 and the final episode of the season of the So Driven podcast. My goodness, where did that go? It went so quickly. Um, today's guest is Sabrina Terrence. Not only is she the number two female DJ in the world, she has a global record for being the first person to send her painting to space. She has 1.5 million followers on Facebook. And just because we've been in lockdown and in quarantine, she has learned to become a healer. And I'm honestly just scratching the surface here. So wherever you are, find a nice comfy spot and get ready to be inspired. You are listening to the So Driven podcast with me, your host, Serena Dodd. Each week, we will dive deep into the inner workings of leaders. We will talk about their story, their challenges, their triumphs, and ultimately what drives that quest for success. Wanting to listen to a corporate type of approach to leadership? I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. Here, we like to be raw, a bit silly, progressive, and 100% unconventional. Sabrina, it's so good to have you on the podcast today. Where are you at the moment? Hi, hi, hi. Thank you. I'm in Germany right now. And you've just traveled back from Dubai, is that right? Yes, that's correct. I was in the heat and it was so hot. But I've been six months now already before in Germany because of the lockdown. When I was doing the research for you, I'm like, where do I start? I mean, you've been described as an artist, a model, TV host, DJ, social media sensation. What resonates most with you? Well, that's a good question. I have honestly no idea. (laughs) That's actually really, really a good question. I've been thinking about it the other day. I consider myself as an entrepreneur because I have done so much from being a model, having my own model agency, becoming a DJ in Dubai. Then a couple of years back, I became an artist painting and uh, creating art. And recently, what I'm what I haven't added yet uh, in the internet very much is that I became a healer. I did my certification for Reiki and Metatron healing, which is energy healing without touching the body. It's, I already started helping a lot of people online by video calls or chats to keep them positive and motivated and not giving up and not falling into depression, anxiety. So I've done this. And then I said, I want to do more. This is so great to help people you know so I thought I was deep meditating many many times and I asked my higher self so what's next I'm doing the DJing I love it I do the art I love it but I want to help more people so and then I realized that energy work is something really deep 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 and yeah honestly speaking 10 years ago if you would have asked me about this or I have seen it then I would just be like, uh, yeah, that's okay, nice. Uh, but I don't really think that this is for me. But now I'm doing it, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, even when we met, what, like four or five years ago, it was one of our conversations, wasn't it, about being a spiritual advisor and you had that sort of connection. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my, my whole life, I have been trying to figure out who are we? Why are we here? And what is the soul purpose? What is a soul and everything? I mean, everything is for me, energy and the universe. But also I have to say, um, it's very important to not get lost into that. That means don't be too much esoteric, uh, like too much into a 
this because you have to ground yourself and be in this reality, you know? To function on Earth, you need to stay on Earth. That was actually a question I just received earlier in one uh, talk uh, about uh, how important it is to be positive. And I always say it is very important to be positive, but it is also important to be a bit re realistic and not over positive. Like over positivity can also uh, make you blind, you know? Yeah, de what's definitely. What's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you have to be balanced, very important. So yeah. I meet a lot of people who come to me and say, Sabrina, oh, I don't know. I want to do much more for my soul and for myself and for my mind and health. But I don't think that meditating is really good for me. Or I can, I try it and I can't do it. And then I have to say, honestly, meditation is not for everyone. It is some people just like to run in a forest and listen to music or some people love cooking and some people love painting. So I, that's what I mean by do what you feel is good for you and don't what don't follow the crowd yeah i want to go to your djing what is it about 13 years ago you started djing what was yes. it that made you get into djing um that was in 2006 7 when i moved to dubai and i was just uh, recently married and my uh, um ex-husband we are still good friends he was actually saying okay if you are living in Dubai what you would like to do and you don't need to really work much you can help me in a company and you can just stay home and cook and this and that I said dad okay he wants me to be a housewife only no mm -mm. that was I tried that for two months three months and it was super boring so I decided no I need something else so modeling in Dubai at that time was uh, a good thing but there were too many models already from East European countries and this and that. So I, I said, uh, it's time to maybe do something new. And I've been out a lot in Dubai at beach clubs and bars. And at that time, we still had 360, which was one of the top famous rooftop next to Burj al-Arabia. And I was always watching the DJs. And then I saw only men. And I was always thinking, why is it always male only doing it? Why not us, women, right? So, and that gave me the idea to become a DJ. And I practiced at home and I said, I want to try this. And I remember all my friends and my uh, husband that time said, are you sure uh, it's not going to be successful? You and a DJ, ha, 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 yeah. They were kind of laughing about me, but I believed in myself. And because nobody believed in me, but I did, I had this goal that I want to prove that I can do this. Yeah, that a woman can do that. I had no idea that I'm going to succeed. I thought, okay, let me try, let me try. It's maybe not going to work, but... Yeah, I had no idea that I really traveled the world with this job. How did you initially get into it? I think anyone who's out there who wants to become a DJ would want to know, like, what were your first steps? Well, I was practicing a lot at home, watching other DJs how they do it. At that time, we didn't have a lot of uh, content in the Internet. Like now you can actually watch uh, online uh, a lot of things and learn uh, how to be a DJ and do classes at that time I didn't have it so what I did is I recorded a mixtape and I ran to a lot of club promoters and I gave them my CD and I said here I'm a female DJ I would love to play in your place and um, yeah I remember from 10 CDs so 20 I gave out I got maybe a very less feedback like only two or three were getting back to me but there was one place which was New Asia in the Wafi Mall 
um, there was uh, run by a um, group of Lebanese people and they said, hey, Sabrina, she's actually a cool looking model. She has good pictures, so we can use that and let her, let's give her a chance. So I'm still grateful for those guys uh, because that's how everything started. Once I was playing there in front of 800 people, then a lot of people saw me and said, oh, there's this blonde DJ, there's this female DJ, we have a female DJ in Dubai. Because at the time I started, we had only like two other girls playing and me. We were just three female DJs. And now I think it's over a hundred or thousand. I don't even know. It's a lot right now. Mm. And how did you so, select yeah. your music style? Well, that's a good question too. Um, I would say my style is open format, which means I play whatever uh, the venue wants me to play. But my style is very much into electronic dance music, like electronic, I call it electronic dance music because it can be anything between house, deep house, chill out, everything, you know? You obviously must love that type of music. It must sort of resonate as, yeah. you, as you are DJing. What is it that you enjoy most about DJing? The energy, the energy of the people, the vibe. I feel the energy, which I didn't felt in the beginning so much because when you start this, you're so nervous on just being focused that you don't do mistakes and what to play next and this and that. But right now, everything goes with the flow. And I've learned that the more I prepare and the more I am uh, thinking, what will I play? It, it never worked like this. I It's better to just go with the flow, see the people, feel the people and think about what can you play next and just don't yeah so um yeah uh, seeing the people happy with the music and maybe screaming my name or like when i go to india and i have this big events and concerts with 10,000 students in front of me and they scream my name and i'm always standing up there i get goosebumps and i'm always like oh my god really this is happening this is no joke that's me now playing in front of all of these people they're all waiting for me i'm still very nervous you know i'm still like even i'm doing this job for 13 years i'm always nervous yeah i mean already you have like so many accolades under your belt in 2014 you were ranked number two female dj in the world you were voted favorite female dj in the middle east I'm sure there's loads more. Oh, I love the award. <laughs> Sabrina's just <laughs> yeah, showing me her award. How does that feel? Yeah, I. it feels like I'm still overwhelmed. And that's, I just got the awards now back from Dubai here to Germany to my house because I decided to keep them here safe. Um, and I always think about this and I'm always like, oh my God, I can't believe uh, like, I, I just don't know. It fits great and I'm always still overwhelmed. But when people talk about it, I'm always like, nah, it's not a big thing, you know, like it's not so important. But yeah, it, it was important. Otherwise, I wouldn't be uh, traveling and be so flexible. And um, it's great. I think when you're second to Paris Hilton, it's not like you're doing a bad job, really, is it? Yeah, yeah. She's still DJing. I don't even know. I mentioned I this know. to a couple of people and they didn't even know she was DJ. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's funny? Uh, in 2009, I had an event in Dubai where she was a guest and presenting her new collection. Uh, I think it was handbags or clothes or perfumes. And um, yeah, I was DJing there. And I remember she was two hours late 
and then everybody came to me and said, oh, you're teaching now. Oh, this is Paris. And then some people said, is that Paris? She looks like Paris because of the long blonde hair, you know. But uh, no, no, we took a picture together. I can share it with you later. I think maybe you saw it already. And uh, my head is two times bigger than her head. <laughs> but it's funny. And she wasn't a DJ, but uh, she was actually nice. And then later on, she became a DJ. Yeah, so interesting. You've worked with so many different people, like 50 Cent, Akon, Nicolas Cage. What would you say has been your biggest wow moment where you actually just can't believe that you're there? That's a good question right now. Mm, I think it is really the events. Uh, no, every time I'm, I'm like, for example, I had an event with uh, you and your sister in uh, Mauritius and you, you fly and you, you see the island and you're landing in Mauritius. So those are the wow moments because I, it doesn't matter where, I think everywhere I travel and I'm sitting in an airplane and then I just land and I'm on a beautiful island. That's, that's for me the wow moments where I realize, oh my God, and we had this Christeberg event and I was just there and I had this red dress on and then he's singing Lady in Red. <laughs> Those are interesting uh, wow moments for me. That's that's for me like cool, you know, like or when I'm in India and I have all this uh, university people screaming my name. Weren't you also the first female DJ or DJ in Saudi Arabia? Yes, the first international DJ, I would say. Right. In 2018, in October, hmm. yeah, that was also a, that was also a very very interesting journey. And I just uh, I just got another offer to go back to Saudi Arabia for this October, but I haven't decided yet uh, because yeah. But I think I might gonna do it. It's just four months. And uh, Saudi Arabia was also very much interesting in the way of culture, because when I remember I started in Dubai as a female there were still moments where uh, a lot of people looked at me and like, oh my God, it's a woman doing this. Oh, we have a woman, female DJ. <gasps> There's a female DJ? You know, like that was uh, always the response I get very often. Like, it's not a man, it's a woman. <laughs> and I'm standing there like, yeah, we can do this job too, yeah? Especially in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, well, Saudi, right now Saudi has been uh, opening up differently. So uh, at the time I started, I had to wear an abaya and cover, but not my hair. My hair was open. And um, now you can just go the way you are clo appropriate clothes. And what do you think is the biggest change that you've seen in the DJing industry since you started in 2007? That right now, everybody who has a laptop thinks they are a DJ. So yeah, because of the technology, which is good on one side, um, it is easier for DJs to start now but at my time I had to practice a lot the big system and how it really works but also I would say I, I'm very good at uh, technical stuff because uh, a few times I had events where I have to fix cables myself together and this and that and right now um, there's so many female DJs who play maybe for a couple of weeks or just a year and they they don't know about reading the crowd, feeling the people, especially uh, I was born in the 80s, means I can um, feel the, the people from the 70s, 80s easily or older. And the young DJs, I think 
they just have that one style, you know. I don't want to put all of them in one pot. There is some good ones for sure. But that everyone wants to be a DJ. That has changed so much, you know. So it's not really a special thing anymore. I Right now, I would not start as a female DJ anymore. Right now, if I haven't been, you know. So you feel like you went in at the right time? Yeah. I mean, you've got 1.5 million, over 1.5 million followers on Facebook. I mean... I'm sure there are people out there who would want to know, how did that come about? How come so many? Yeah, that's the same thing. In 2007, when we just started Facebook and um, my um, ex-husband actually created the fan page for me and he supported me a little bit with marketing because at that time I had no idea what is really important to accept having a website. Uh, I said to him, I don't want to have a fan page. Why do we need a fan page? And Facebook, nah, I don't want to be on Facebook. We still had MySpace and these things, you know. And uh, so now, and then he started 2007. So it's over 13 years having the Facebook fan page and all that traveling uh, here and there. It was growing, growing, growing. And I remember when I reached 250,000 followers, I was already shocked that this is possible and then I reached half a million and then I reached a million and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is crazy. But many times I hear some people saying, oh, you bought all of them. You can buy them and this and that. And uh, it made me a little bit um, frustrated with people saying that because it wasn't like this. But of course you can do that, but Facebook will also delete all of the people who are not real accounts for two, three years. They're going to delete them out sooner or later right mm. um yeah and then i got my blue tick and yeah that is like something i would say right now the most important thing i have as my whole brand sabrina terence i have this big page and no matter what i do the art the music the healing maybe a cooking show next i don't even know but anything i can use my fan page and my fan base of this and my followers and fans they are actually amazing because they support me in everything I do do you get recognized often uh in yeah actually I had a few tv shows in Germany and when I'm talking sometimes with people or I'm somewhere and I say ah a few times it happened that they come to me and say oh aren't you the DJ from Dubai because I had this tv shows there's only one German female DJ in Dubai and then also in Dubai very often what happens is when I am in a mall of Emirates shopping or I'm in an airplane uh, there's at least one cabin crew who recognized me and say well you're not that DJ who organized the cabin crew nights back in 2012-13 I said yeah yeah that's me or they are on my Facebook you know, like it's really a small world, I would say. It's a big world, but when it comes to certain things, it is a small world. Do you ever find that you have any problems with followers or fans of yours? No, I would say most of them are nice. And if they're not, there's one button, you just ban them and you never hear from them again. <laughs> Get rid. <laughs> I mean, you've mentioned a couple of yeah. times about being an artist and you've started to paint to music whilst you're DJing. How did you get into that? Well, that started uh, in 2015. I mean, I've been always into art as well, but uh, more likely at school. Um, and uh, in 2015, when I was really traveling almost every weekend, like I've been to Rio de Janeiro and then the next weekend I was in Bangkok 
But being I was in Dubai, so I was very much jet lagged. I still don't know how cabin crews and pilots can do this. Um, so I was really tired. And I said, oh, my God, I don't really this. I love my job as a DJ, but I felt drained, you know, like traveling and all of this. So I said, ah, oh, I need something to relax my mind. And then I remember I was four weeks in Thailand. I did a retreat and I decided to to do like a lot of uh, energy healing. And while laying down and I did some Reiki session, I was asking, what can I do next? And then the answer came back paint and I was like paint well I don't know how to paint I really had no idea and this is how everything starts in my career I don't know what I'm doing in the beginning but then I'm sometimes succeeding or I don't yeah and that I, I came back home I bought some canvas paint stuff and then I just started painting and okay the first couple of paints I have done they're actually right now with all of my friends houses so I gifted them to everyone and they still love them. I look at them, I'm like, oh, that was me painting this. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I look sometimes at the art and I think, oh my God, did I do that? Did I created this? It's interesting, like, yeah. I mean, you hold a world record, don't you? Well, yeah, with that painting, which I have sent to space, yeah. How on earth did that come about? Well, again, I thought I need to do something different to other artists because there's so many people out there who paint. Who paint. So I decided for my first art exhibition, I didn't want to do it on, on any art gallery on earth. That sounds funny, right? On earth. Uh, so I said, let me do something new. And I had the idea to send a small painting. Actually, it was bigger in the beginning. Uh, I wanted to send it out to space with a helium balloon. Mm -hmm. And I had a company doing this for me. I just had to be there and start the balloon. And there's a video on YouTube. Uh, but then 24 hours before that uh, event, actually in 2016, was it? Then the company called me and said, Sabrina, we have a problem. Uh, the painting is too big and too heavy. It will not go up. And I was like, oh, my God. So what are we going to do now? He, they said, okay, you either paint a smaller one, a copy, a version, or we cut it and uh, I said okay let me do something so I painted a smaller face of the original one and yeah we, we sent it up there it took like four or five hours until the painting was up at 65 kilometer 200 I think 200,000 feet high which is like three four times higher than an airplane and um, it was very uh very different. I mean, I had no idea what I was really doing. I didn't even know it's going to work. And then when we got uh, the result back, there was a GPS tracker that the painting even came back down, which I didn't expect. That was the most important thing then in the end where I said, wow, so I've sent that painting so high. We have all the footage, the mat video material, and then the painting comes back on earth and lands in a forest 400 kilometers away and we had to get it out there with a special team. And now I have the painting with every exhibition with me in a, in a plexiglass box and the video behind. And yeah, I mean, every time I look at this, I was like, I can't believe it was really that high. And But I have the videos, so I watched it sometimes and I remind myself, you know? Well, I watched it yesterday and it's quite surreal. It's in your hands and then it just, the next thing you know, it's out in space and then the balloon pops and it comes hurtling down to earth. Where did you launch it and where was it found? 
so we, we sent it up by uh, Paderborn, which was near Cologne in Germany, mm-hmm. and it came back near Frankfurt. But it could have been in the UK or France or Spain or anywhere else, depends on the wind. And I was also thinking, what is if there's an airplane when it went up two hours, it took like two hours going up there. What is if there's an airplane just catching it to like... It's a very surreal thing to watch because, and if anyone's out there, you have to watch this thing because the earth, just before it pops, the land looks very small. It's obviously clearly so far out of space that you can get quite a perspective of the different land. And you were the first person to put a painting out in space. Yeah, yeah. Like in this way, with a helium balloon and this high, yes. But I think there was a teddy bear once going up. white teddy bear I think it was even from the UK and that teddy bear never came back again just saying you know so I was actually really lucky that my painting went back again and I had a few people who wanted to buy the painting but I never really wanted to sell it because I feel it has a certain energy and I just want to keep it as a memory and always look at it or say hey this is what I have done before who knows in life like there might be a time where you need to sell it and that's what it's there for but um it's definitely something that is unique and is part of your journey you you mentioned earlier tv hosting how did you get into that well uh also i would say it's more likely it was in germany yeah um i wasn't uh it wasn't in in dubai or anywhere it was more in germany i had my own tv show uh regarding like moving from Germany to Dubai, living in a foreign country and this and that and becoming a DJ. And it was just like uh, talking about my life, talking about the failures, the things which are good and bad and uh, be real. But also I have done uh, earlier back in the days, I would say is it already 20 years ago? Oh my God, 20 years ago. I've been um, a host for uh, travel, travel uh, TV uh, channel in Germany but I didn't really like it that much because you had to sit very stiff like this and talk about and now we are going to the Maldives and um, everything in German sounds so stiff and then I have to sell the seven days Maldives for this package price and you have to call right now so I didn't really like that I I rather be me and authentic than talking about something which I also I don't know it was my thing so as a TV host, so I would say it's, um, what is a TV host in the end? I mean, TV host can be anything, right? You talk about life, you do motivation, or you do uh, advertisement about uh, travel, you know? It's fascinating. I mean, just listening to you talk about all the different things that you've done in your life, you've kind of excelled in different ways across the board. What do you think has sort of allowed you to be that sort of, leader in the fields that you've been in specifically i suppose for djing what do you think that's in you that has kind of got you to that forefront well that's a i don't know i asked the same question also myself the other day but since i've been three years in kindergarten um and don't forget i come from east germany at that time the borders were still closed i was always in the kindergarten and i said to all the people and the boys "Hmm, you know what 
I'm gonna stay here in this country or in this city. It's a cute small city where I'm from. But I said, no, I wanna see the whole world. I wanna do something and I will find anything to make this happen. So I think that was always in my mind that I wanna travel the world. And I always had the globus, like a world map thing as a child. And I was always spinning this and putting my finger, I'm gonna go there one day. I'm gonna go there one day. And then I don't know it's really happening, you know? So, but um, I, I don't know if I answered your question right, but. Uh, I think a lot of it is an element of determination, but also just finding what you like and just doing it. COVID hits. You go and, yes, you know, yes, study yes. healing. So it's, it, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time procrastination and you're clearly just not one of those people. You see something, you want to do it and you go and get it. Yeah. So driven, yeah? It's so driven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was always very driven to do whatever I can do in life. And there were things where I tried and I said, mm, that's not really for me. And then I give up. I love cooking, but I tried to do a cooking show uh, on the TV as well. Uh, I love cooking, but then the TV show was not really my thing because I had problems talking and uh, being authentic while cooking. So I'd rather just cook and just... <laughs> yeah, you can't do a TV <laughs> show and not be authentic and then turn out something exactly. <laughs> like bread that's flat. <laughs> exactly. um, if you were speaking to a bunch of people who were wanting to become a DJ. What three tips would you give them? To, uh, first of all, to, depends on the city where they live, is uh, check out the um, venues around you where you can maybe send your promo uh, mixtape. Um, what do you really want to uh, be as a DJ? Do you want to be a DJ just play the music what you like or would you rather make other people happy because that's what I also felt very often there's many DJs who just want their own style and then they are lucky if others like it but sometimes it is the opposite what you like not everybody else likes it you know the music taste so before you start being a DJ it's very important to, to set a goal what you maybe really want to achieve do you want to be a DJ for others more likely make other people happy or do you want to just be a DJ because you want to be a DJ and play your own thing and then take it from there but the, the most important thing is to to feel music love music um, be flexible but of course, never give up. That's the most important thing. Even things don't work out in the beginning or they sound awful, which is going to happen as a beginner in a, in a DJ scene, or even rejections. You know, if you are getting rejected by one or two events or clubs or bars or whatever, it doesn't mean that all of them are going to reject you. Yeah, never give up. That is so true for anything that you're going to succeed in. There will always be those hurdles, but you just got to keep going and never give up. What do you think is yeah. next for you? I mean, I know you've just kind of gone into the healing and spiritual side, but what's next? Whew, yeah, by still motivating a lot of people online worldwide, uh, I'm still going to say that's for the next. I'm very realistic with this whole corona things in the world, pandemic. Um, so for the next 12 months, I think there will be a lot of online things happening and um, yeah, to still, what is next? The question was, what is next? Yeah, I really hope, I really hope that I am able to maybe have um, the ability to really 
do a lot of energy work online or maybe in reality maybe go to certain places and um I'm not gonna overcharge. Uh, I'm, I'm, I still don't know. I'm, I'm still doing all of this for free right now, but I think in the long term, after maybe a year, I can uh, charge a certain amount, make it a, a part-time job and uh, to really help a lot of people be okay without running to the doctor every week, you know? That's the most important thing. Sabrina, we're nearly at the end of our conversation today. But before we go, I've got some fun questions for you. But also, where can people find you? Well, anywhere in the internet. It is always the same thing. Everything is Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever. It is always Sabrina Terrence. Okay. Slash Sabrina Terrence. So whenever, facebook.com slash Sabrina Terrence, LinkedIn slash Sabrina Terrence. Wherever, just Google my name. I think it's easy. Okay, yeah. Google name and you can obviously also find it on uh, the podcast website. Okay, you ready for some quick fire round questions? Let's see if I find them funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, morning or night? Night. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Favourite music genre? House. Night rave or beach chill? Oh, can I have both? I actually love both. So beach chill at night is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> With a bit of rave towards like 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite venue to play at? Almost everything in Dubai. Outdoor in Dubai is really interesting and uh, perfect. I, I don't have a favorite venue. All of them are nice. And your mission in life is? spreading positivity and motivating people and be the light and what has being so driven given you um another reason to to be uh, grateful for what i'm actually doing and just said before perfect so it, it keeps me um motivated myself to see that i have a lot of others by doing this lovely sabrina it's been such a pleasure chatting to you thank you so much for coming on the podcast Good luck with everything that you're doing. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's rare that you come across an individual that follows through on trying to prove people wrong. Being the serial entrepreneur that Sabrina is often finds things that interest her and doesn't dwell too much on what others think. She just goes ahead, learns her craft and then makes it happen. So often we're paralysed by fear, the fear of what others will think. Will we be seen as different? And will we be removed from the pack if we decide to go ahead with something others feel we can't do? Or worse still, I think, is that's just not you. That little, what seems like such an innocent remark is paralysing to our growth in whatever new venture we set out for ourselves. When you want to achieve like Sabrina has, You can acknowledge the comments that will come your way and just do it anyway. At the end of the day, we have no idea what is going to work for us and what doesn't. However, most of us stop building our dreams before we even take action. 
If there is anyone to inspire you to keep failing, it's Sabrina, TV host, number two female DJ in the world, art in space, 1.5 million followers, and often because she just has an idea and simply goes for it. Fear is not an issue for her and she welcomes the failure. It does actually pose the question, what is it that you are meant to be doing that fear and failure are holding you back from? I noticed a couple of insights during our conversation with Sabrina. Firstly, she often checks in with herself. I don't know if you noticed that. She asks herself, what's next? What should I be doing? And believes she has a higher being that responds. Whether you connect with a higher being or whether you are just checking in with yourself to see where your mind is taking you, it's important to do it regularly. It does give you the presence we often search for. It allows you to connect with that primitive brain and make sure you are not just existing, but you are growing into the person you are meant to become. Secondly, so much of what Sabrina has done has been inventive and she's made sure that she has stood out from the crowd. I mean, who would have thought that taking your painting up into space is even a thing, let alone the hook to promote your first art exhibition? Oh, and if you haven't seen the video, you must head over to my podcast site. I have the link there or just go onto YouTube and type in Sabrina Terrence painting from space. The video clip in particular that I enjoyed was the Dubai talk show. Sabrina, if you are listening... I almost was convinced you were colorblind. Number three, for any budding DJs out there, Sabrina has a couple of tips for you. Number one, check out the venues around you where you can send your promo or mix to. Number two, set a goal. What do you want to achieve? Decide what DJ you want to be. You either want to do your own style and build on that or be open to play at any venue just because you want to play. And number three, never give up. You will be rejected but never give up. I think that's definitely Sabrina's mantra. That's it for today. Thank you so much to my guest, Sabrina Terrence. For more information on Sabrina, just head over to my So Driven webpage. That's www.serenadod.com. That's S-E-R-E-N-A-D-O-D-D.com forward slash podcast. Well, that was episode 10 and the last of the interviews for the season. It's been a great experience running these interviews. I have learned so much, just the whole process of tech. And thanks to my amazing editor, Drew, the whole setup of a podcast, getting guests to come on and interview. But what has kept me going are the stories my guests have told, their experiences that they have shared and the value that they bring. I just want to thank them all. As I mentioned right at the beginning of these series, we will be starting up these podcasts at the beginning of each quarter. So I'm already in full swing to bring you more exciting content with an incredible new lineup of guests. So we will be seeing you in October. In the meantime, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. I would really appreciate it. And as a thank you, I will select one reviewer each week to come on a 30 minute consultation with me to discuss a detailed strategy on how to achieve your 30-day goal. Now, we've got only a few months left, crazily, till the end of this year. So let's put some goals in place. So rate and view, come to my website and click on the Ask Serena button. Let me know that you've done it and I will choose one reviewer per week for that one-on-one session with me. In the meantime, I hope you're taking lead of your day and making it so driven. So driven.